Let's take our Bibles and turn to Psalm 62 tonight. Psalm 62, we've been looking at the theme of rest here in the middle of this busy time of year. One of my favorite Christmas songs is Silent Night, Holy Night. The song says, All is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. But that first night that Christ was born, I think perhaps was anything but silent. The town of Bethlehem was full of travelers. There was no room in the inn. Mary was giving birth. Even the animals that dressed eight out of that manger where Christ was placed. Maybe some animals were displaced and didn't know where to find their dinner that night. We know angels were singing. Shepherds came visiting. Then shepherds went out glorifying and praising God and telling everyone that Messiah was born. During this time period, the nation of Israel was in bondage to Rome. The people of Israel were in bondage to a religion that they had turned into just dead relief religion of empty work. And yet, during that night, it may have been anything but silent, the world received a gift that provides rest. Rest, or as the song says, sleep in heavenly peace. This rest comes because of the heavenly peace that only Jesus can bring. During this busy time that we live in, during this chaotic time, even for some during this scary time, during this hopeless time, there is heavenly peace for your soul. Your soul can be at rest. In the middle of a war, there can be rest. In the middle of financial crisis, there is rest. In the middle of sickness, and yet even physical weakness, there is rest. Rest for your soul. Tonight, I want you to see seven reasons from Psalm 62 that your soul can be at rest. Psalm 62 is a beautiful psalm as the psalmist is crying out to the Lord and he says in the first few verses, truly my soul from Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against the man? Ye shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall you be, and as a tottering they only consult to cast them down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. The first reason we see very clearly, and it's repeated several times through this psalm, that your soul can be at rest is because God is your salvation. Verse 1, he says, Truly, my soul waited. My soul is still. My soul is quiet. My soul can be at rest 
because from Him, from God, cometh my salvation. The salvation that comes from God is complete. The salvation that comes from God is never ending. His salvation is a safe place in which we can run and find security. It is a place of refuge in the storm. Our southern city of Houston is rushing around, getting ready for a winter Arctic blast coming our way. Our friends to the north laugh and scoff about all of our stirring around as they continue on about life with inches, sometimes even feet of snow piled around. And yet for us, this is a big deal. Yet if you know that your house is warm, and you have plenty of food, and you have what you need, you are at rest. You're not worried about the cold winds that blow outside because you are in a place of salvation, a place of physical safety. God is our refuge and our strength. He is a great, a very present help in suffering. We can rest our soul, our innermost being, that the person that we are deep down inside can be at rest because God is our salvation. A soul that is at rest is not a complaining soul, though, is it? I know in my own life when I find myself wanting to complain about my situation, the truth is I'm not at rest. A soul that is at rest is not an anxious soul. King David said in Psalm 51 and verse 12, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I'm sorry, the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. We can rest with God's salvation. That is a great place to rest. Over and over, as we'll see in this psalm, he is referring to God as his place of salvation, as his place of refuge, as his place of hope. It's an analogy that one might use if you were in battle and you were looking for a place of safety, a place of security. And that is the God that we serve. He is the God of our salvation. And if your salvation is in the Lord tonight, your soul can be at rest. You don't need to become sick. You don't need to complain about your situation or the things that you don't have that you wish you could have because if God is your salvation, then He is your rest. Even in the midst of a world that is anything but peaceful, you can have peace. You can have rest. Because God is your salvation. The second reason that you can have rest for your soul tonight is found in verse 5 of Psalm 62. He says, My soul waits thou, or rest in, find peace in, be quiet before the Lord. Wait thou only upon God. Why? For my expectation is Are you somebody that people would say they have high expectations? Well, maybe you're here tonight and you say, I used to have high expectations, but now I just have low expectations. I, I don't really hope 
for much anymore. I, I just want a few things. I don't have really big expectations, but expectations are low. I think for many people in life, if things have been difficult, the longer they live in a difficult circumstance, the lower their expectations become. Would you say that's true? That if people go through difficulty and struggle, say, well, I don't need this big thing. I just need something little. I just want enough to get but I'm thankful that this psalm reminds us that our soul finds rest in God because our expectations, our hope is from Him. If you're hoping for a particular outcome to your situation, you may be disappointed. But if your hope is in the Lord, you will never be disappointed. I love the song that says, My hope is in the Lord who gave Himself for me, we look at a lot of things and we think, if I just had this, or if I just had that, then I'd be okay. Then I would have arrived. Then I would be at peace. But the psalmist reminds us tonight that our expectation, our hope, is in the Lord. Hope in His promises that never fail. Hope in His plan that is always perfect and will always be fulfilled. You can be at rest in your soul tonight if your hope. And I wonder tonight, what is your hope? What is that expectation, that thing that you are striving towards that if you could have, you think it would give you peace, give you fulfillment? Is it a particular financial goal that you want to meet? If that is your expectation, my friend tonight, it will leave you disappointed. If your hope tonight is in just getting over an illness or a sickness, that's what there's probably another one to come. And if your hope is in this world, if it's in this life, it is a hope that will, at best, be a only partial fulfillment. A hope that even if you get what you want, it won't leave you fulfilled. It won't put your soul at rest. As the psalmist says, my soul waits thou this is a really important aspect. If we're going to find our rest in the Lord because our hope is in the Lord, then, then our expectation needs to be only in the Lord because all other expectations have the potential to be unmet and unrealized. Think about how many people are racing through life striving to accomplish something that they're going to be sorely disappointed even if they do accomplish what they want to accomplish because it's not what they I think our hope is only found in God. Your soul can be at rest tonight because God is your salvation. Your hope can your your soul can be at rest tonight because God is your hope. And he gives us another reason found in verse six that your soul can be at rest is because God is your security. He's your security. You see it there and said, He only, just like He is my only hope, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be here. The Psalms are full of references to the enemies around us, those who would overcome us. Evil is at work, and many times it may seem to be willing, but you can rest in the Lord because He is your 
security. He is your defense. He says, He is my defense. I shall not be here. Once again, we have another analogy from battle. If you find a place of good defense, if you're in battle and you find a good place of defense, that's a place where you don't have to retreat from anymore. It's a place from once you're in that position, you can hold that position, you can resist the enemy from that position, you can fight back. Yesterday, driving up north and drove past the big statue in on the side of I-45, and I was with a couple other guys in the car, and we were talking about a little bit of Texas history. And if you know this story, you'll know that Sam Houston led the, what was not much, but the Texas Army at the time, and he led them on this really long march. For many, there were men who were deserted, men who wanted to leave, men who wanted to actually throw out Sam Houston and take over leadership of the army. But Sam Houston knew that his army needed to get to a defensible position. So he took them all the way across, marching over long roads, and, and they Santa and his army kind of followed along behind him. Went all the way down just south of Houston here to where the San Francisco Monument is today. And he finally set up camp and he set up his defense. And from that place, he made an attack and they won the victory that day and Texas won its independence. And we're here today speaking English and not Spanish, probably because of that. He wanted to find a place. At the point where he would not be moved. Spiritually speaking, I'm so thankful that if our hope is in the Lord, if you're finding rest in Him tonight, it's because He is your security. And when you find your defense, your security in Him, it is a place where you will not be moved from. You will notice if you are paying attention to the politics of the day, often politicians tend to move from their positions. They'll start in one place and go back and retake their positions on various issues over the last 10 years. And you say, boy, they flip and they flop and they change. And they're just following after just what the common people seem to want. So they try to be mirroring those decisions that the public wants so that they can stay in a position of power. But with the Lord, when He is your defense, you will not be moved. That's good news. And you can be it yet. The fourth reason he gives us here in this psalm that our soul can be at rest is because God is your comfort. He's your salvation. God is your hope. God is your security. And he's your comfort. Look at verse 7. In God is my salvation, my glory, the rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. We've looked at some of these points already. But notice verse 8. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a comfort. He wants us to pour out our hearts to Him. God is a refuge for us. I love this phrase, pour out your heart before Him. So when you have a burden, guess what? He cares. 
He cares. He wants you to pour out your heart to Him. Often we find ourselves in a place of anxiety, frustration, discouragement because of all the burdens of this life. We are not at rest in our souls because we're trying to do things in our own strength and trying to manipulate situations. We're frustrated with people who don't care about the same things that we care. We find ourselves discouraged because others don't seem to take the same stands that we believe should be taken. You may find yourself frustrated tonight because you just can't seem to get ahead or accomplish what you want to accomplish. I'm so thankful that he calls us here to pour out our hearts before him. Psalm 46.1 reminds us that God is our refuge and strength, a very present hope in trouble. Psalm 91 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. God hears when you pour out your heart before Him. And God is able to intervene in your situation and to meet your needs. That's good news. Your soul can be at rest because God is your comfort. He is your Sadly, though, many believers tend to live their lives as if God is not their comfort. They don't talk to Him on a daily basis. They don't spend every time that they're struggling. They don't take those things to the Lord in prayer. They're not faithful in God's Word to be able to hear His voice speaking back to them. God wants you to pour out your heart before Him. He tells us in verses 9 and 10 that your soul can be at rest because God is your provision. He gives us an example here from the negative of what some people may seek after. Notice in verse 9, he says, Surely men of low degree are vanity, and the men of high degree are alive. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than men. Those who are poor and those who are rich, neither seem to be able to accomplish anything of great value. Then he says, trust not in oppression. I can be forced by those people to do what I want to do. Then I'll be happy. You know, control, being a dictator, won't bring fulfillment. How about robbery? And become not vain in robbery. If I can force others to do what I want, then I'll be at rest. How about if I take from others what I want? Then I'll be at rest. No, neither of those things can rest. If riches increase, he says, set not your heart upon it. He's not saying it's wrong to be rich, but he's saying even if you have riches, you can't trust in those riches to give you rest. Why? Because only God is our rest. So your soul can be at rest because God is your provision. Not because of what you can steal from others, not because of what you can force others to give you, and not through even what you can get through your own ability. Your soul can be rest because God is your provision. Jesus reminds us of this in Matthew 6, verse 19, where he says, Lay not up to yourself, places on earth where moth and rust are corrupt, and where thieves go to and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust that corrupts and the thieves do not go through. 
It's around the society of the It's running really hard to capture a lot of It's not as isolated. That is the place where it's going to be. All the other stuff may have value. may have value in helping provide for your family. may have value in helping you to accomplish things that need to be done. But don't waste your time chasing after those things that you not doing so if he gives you riches, use them for the Lord. If he gives you stuff, use it for the Lord. If he gives you an ability or a talent, use it for the Lord. Trust in Him. Find your rest in Him. Because He is your God. And only in Him can you find it. So that doesn't mean that if you're given an opportunity in your job or in your career that you shouldn't take it. But taking that opportunity is not what's going to give you rest. And may God give you rest. And it was God that gave you the opportunity in the first place. So if God wants you to take it, take it, but still find your rest in the world. It means that if you have an opportunity to, to, to participate in some activity, this is something for teenagers and young people, you have an opportunity to participate in a sport or an activity or something with your friends or go and do something fun or take a trip or see something new. That seems exciting. But that won't give you rest. Because only God gives you rest. Because God is your provider. He is your provision. Your soul can be at rest because God is your provision. It gives us another reason here, this if you take a note, it's the sixth reason for this song that I see that your soul can be at rest is because God is your strength. He's your strength. He's your salvation. He is your hope. He is your comfort, your security, your comfort, your provision. He's also your strength. Look at verse 11. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this. His power is the longest unto power is the longest unto Many people in this world are pursuing power. They want power. You know who's power truly belongs to? It belongs to God. belongs to God. Well, if I was in power, then I could get this done. Power belongs to God. Well, I'm going to try to take this power so then I can impose my will on others. Power belongs to God. Your soul can be at rest because God is your soul. We see God's power on display in creation. Genesis 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. What a tremendous display of power. The Bible says the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And what happened? And the Lord Some people today might be able to have people work for them or people that report to them, and they can say, Go and do this, and it gets done because those people do it. There's nobody other than God who can speak in something coming to be out of nothing. Let there be light. We know our world loves to attack this 
great display of God's power by trying to come up with any explanation possible, any other explanation they could possibly dream up of, other than the fact that God just said, they said, there's no way that could have happened. We can't imagine how this could have come to be. It must have required millions of years. It, it must have been through some other means. There's just no way this could have happened. And love it. The God that we serve is power belongs to Him. Power belongs to Him. Power belongs unto God. What great power. Another great demonstration of God's power. We read about it in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always even unto the end of the world. Amen. We've been given the gospel, which Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, is the power of God unto salvation for the Jew first and also to the Greek. We've been given this gospel, this power of God. Let's go and share the good news. You can rest. Your soul can be rest because all power belongs. Yes, there are many in this world who are trying to wield their power. But they only have any power because God's allowed them to have it. Because all power belongs to God. You can't do anything in your strength unless God allows you to. Because power doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. The President of the United States can't do anything unless God allows you. Because all power belongs to God. You know, even the richest people in the world can be saved. And that's why the Lord is here. Because all power belongs to God. The enemy's power cannot stand against the power of the Lord. Because all power belongs to God. You know, as the psalmist here is describing, like there's a, a battle raging all around, and he says, well, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to wait upon the Lord. I'm going to find my rest, my peace in the Lord, because He's the God of my son. My rest is in the Lord because He is my hope. My soul can be at rest because He is my comfort. He is my security. Soul can be at rest because God is my strength. But He gives us one final thing here. One final reason from this psalm that our soul can be at rest is because God is your judge. God is your judge. Notice in verse 12. Also, unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy. For thou renderest to every man according to See a lot of things after the land is gone. God is going to set it all straight. 
So, if God is the judge and He gives to every man according to His work, then what do you and I deserve? But at the first part of verse 12, He says, O Lord, of the Jews. soul can be at rest because He's the judge. And if you put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ, He is a judge that is full of mercy. Full of mercy. You can take great rest, great comfort in the fact that God is the judge if you are a recipient of His grace. If you have seen what His mercy can be. There's a great rest for the believer when you realize that you must only live now to please the Lord. He's the judge. He's going to render to everyone according to their work. So, well, I don't know if society is going to be pleased with how I spend my life. I don't know if society is going to be pleased with all of the positions that I take. You don't have to please all of society. He renders to everyone according to their while this provides great rest for the believer, his body by judge, and that he's a merciful judge, it also takes tremendous pressure on those who do not know the Lord. It puts them in a terrible position. Because they're living for themselves, they're living maybe for a family member, they're living according to what this world may say, that God is going to When you live for Jesus, when you know Him as your Savior, knowing Him as your judge is a wonderful thing. He's merciful, He's kind, He's gracious, He's a good Father, and you can rest in Him. So during this season of many not so silent your anxiety about your situation is because you're running around trying to do something on your own and hope something will come to pass that you want to do and you're not resting in the Lord. God has convicted me a lot about resting in Him. Because I know what I want and I think what I want is what He wants. But when I'm working so hard to accomplish what I want to be without trusting in who He says He is, and allowing him to do what he's going to do in his time and in his way. I'm not walking with the Lord. Truly, he says, my faith. 
told them. Hey, boys and girls, you may or may not get what you want on Christmas Day. But if you hope that you're right under a Christmas tree, it's not a great place to have hope, is it? But even if you get what you want, you're going to have well, it'll give momentary joy The moms and dads down at the grandpa, adults, you have to be careful that you're not finding out for the right thing to find the right rest and all the stuff that is really good to know. Instead, you have to find the rest in the and we can do that. I, I think we are as plain as day. The more I spent time thinking through these things, the more clear they were. In Psalm 62, it was the only place these things were found. I would encourage you to read more of the Psalms. You will find these same themes and others repeated. Find the rest of the world. So David most likely wrote this Psalm. David was somebody who had lots of enemies. Enemies within his own family. Enemies within his own court of trusted advisors. Enemies within his own military. David himself was far from perfect. He himself had done many wicked things. And yet David could say, to remember. So, for you to find rest in the Lord doesn't mean that you understand. Doesn't mean that you are a really strong person and you have no weakness. Finding rest in the Lord doesn't mean that you never make a mistake. Finding rest in the Lord doesn't mean that you are the most spiritual person in any room you walk into. No. Truly, you can find rest in the Lord. You can find rest in the Lord because God is your hope. But if you're trying to find hope in something else, you won't find it. So if you're at, at, if you're uneasy in your spirit, if you're anxious in what's going on around you, if, you, if the situations you find yourself in make you frustrated all the time, find it because you're hoping for something that is not in the Lord. If you're afraid. You're a fearful person. I want you to know that you can find hope in the Lord. You can find rest to your soul. But God is your security. He's your security. He's your comfort. He's your provision. Boy, at times are challenging and may even get more challenging. Well, what are we going to do? How am I going to take care of my faith? How is this going to take place? Is that going to take place? How am I going to pay for this or pay for that? God is your provision. Don't go out and start stealing from other people. Don't try to manipulate the situation. If God does bless you financially, still trust in Him because He's the provider. He's the provider. God is your strength. God is your strength. Lord, help us to find our rest in you. We thank you for this great song that reminds us that you are our rest, and may our soul wait upon you. In the next few moments, take some time to pray together.
May we find rest and hope in the truth that you hear our prayers. The psalmist said to God that we are to pour out our hearts to you. Lord, as we pour out our hearts to you, asking for provision, asking for your blessing, asking for healing, asking for strength, asking for you to save souls. Lord, our hope is in you. May you bless you tonight.